I feel so much judgment before we even actually launch this episode. (laughs) Hi, I'm Esther Boykin. And I'm Erica Turner. We're licensed marriage and family therapists. And together we run Therapy is Not a Dirty Word a collection of workshops, retreats, happy hours, and other awesome ways, like this podcast, to bring people and therapists together in real life. With that being said, here's the podcast. So as I say every single episode, I am super excited. As we kick off season two of With That Being Said, it felt like a good time to like actually get to know us. So... Today's episode. This is where we reveal ourselves. This, this is this is season it. two. Season huh? two. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta slow roll it into these things. You can't just like show all your cards. At the Fair beginning. enough. I like to be really take our time with it. <laughs> so today, Erica is going to interrogate me with lots of questions, and I will answer them all truthfully. Maybe, maybe, possibly, probably things that you have a burning desire to know about Esther. That yes. I have a burning desire to know about Esther. I think mostly I you I... want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's mostly what this is. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but in all fairness, it means the next episode is all about Erica. So oh. hopefully she's planning to play nice with me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got to delete some of these questions now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to launch into it and I'm... Well, I say that I'm not going to do a little, a lot of feedback that I'm just going to ask you questions, but we'll We'll, see how that goes. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens (laughs) with that. (laughs) Possibly. All right. What made you want to start running your own company? Okay. So brutally honest answer is I worked someplace where I often thought I could do a better job, which is not at all a dig at the person who was running the practice where I worked. I learned a lot. Sure. She's super lovely. I just, as I have probably my whole life, have a lot of ideas about better ways to do things. <laughs> Esther, you have ideas? What? I have a lot of ideas. It's news to me. <laughs> um, but I did learn, I think, early on is if you have a lot of ideas about how things should be done, then you should be prepared to do them. Yeah. So that's basically how I got here. Well, I will say, you put your money where your mouth is. So I do. I try. for better or for worse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How did you decide to become a therapist? I think I I really always wanted to be a therapist or something therapist adjacent. I think there was a few months of pediatrics or a pediatrician and a few months of wanting to be a psychiatrist, but mostly a therapist, except when I was five and I wanted to be a price chopper checkout girl and a cheerleader (laughs) and a mom and something else that has you do with like koalas and hippos. Sure. I'm not really sure what that job was. Sure. So, the, but I didn't want the other animals, just koalas and hippos. <laughs> <laughs> Later I learned don't live in similar habitats. So oh. I don't really know. So from five, I knew I was going to do a lot of jobs. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, you've lived that part. <laughs> I have lived that part out. But I would say by the time I was like, yeah, 11 or 12, I was like, I want to be a therapist. I will say pretty I didn't know I wanted to be a marriage and family therapist. I did, but I didn't know what it was called. I always felt like relationships and particularly parental relationships kind of were the foundation for everything else. And so I definitely knew, like, I thought I wanted to work with couples. I knew that I wanted to support kids by supporting their families. 
So that was always part of it. And it's really not until mm, the second to last semester of undergrad that I had a professor say to me, oh, I was taking interpersonal psych and he was like, oh, you should think about being coming a marriage and family therapist. And I was like, what? That, is that a thing? That's He's like, yes, there's an actual whole graduate programs about it. And I turns out that Virginia Tech's program was like 25 minutes from my house. I applied there and only there. <laughs> <laughs> what is with people on our staff only applying to? Yeah, you just sort of pick one place <laughs> and cross your fingers. It's only in hindsight that I'm like, oh, that's that's not really how you do that. You, no. you know, you apply to multiple places. So you have options. Typically. But no, I didn't. But it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite meal to cook? Oh, Favorite meal to cook. Mm-hmm. This is very difficult. <laughs> Favorite meal followed by any words is difficult for me to answer. Currently, my favorite meal to cook because it is quick and always gets rave reviews and I will eat it for three days as leftovers is this pasta, basil, and tomato dish mm-hmm. that I think is from Ina Garten. Is that how you say your last name? Garden? Garden? Anyway, <laughs> it's delicious. So I would say that or chili because chili requires zero effort. You just put it all in the pot. It's effort on the front end and then it's the best dinner for like a month. Gotcha. Or four days. I'm super bitter. I haven't had this pasta yet, but I have had your jerk chicken, which is delicious. Which is delicious, isn't it? <laughs> it's delicious. And my favorite meal to cook to impress people, lamb chops, hands down. Oh. Yeah. I think I've had your lamb chops either. I mean, if you like lamb, they're the best lamb chops you're ever going to eat. Whoa. <laughs> super bitter. Super, super bitter. Obviously, well, plans. you don't love me. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Work a little harder. Maybe maybe in 2019, you're going to get lamb chops. Maybe so. Maybe that's our five-year five year mark. Here you go. Favorite song lyrics? Favorites. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, oh favorite song lyrics. Yes. So most of my favorites, it is a constantly changing. So typically my favorite song lyrics are some sappy, romantic, sentimental thing. Uh-huh. My current, because I'm doing a lot of business planning at the moment, my current favorite song lyric is, bitch better have my money. <laughs> Not because people owe me a lot of money, but just it gets me in the right headspace to be making really good business plans to like grow the practice and the business. And so it's, it's inspiring. Gotcha. I love Rihanna. <laughs> so there, there you go. Nice. I feel so much judgment before we even actually launch this episode. <laughs> Ask another question. <laughs> All right. Which country do you want to go back to? Oh, Spain. I almost said Puerto Rico and I was like, uh, that's a dumb answer because. Technically, that's the U.S., so I'm still Fair. here Fair. as a country. But I do love when I – I love being in Puerto Rico. Huh. But, yeah, the country I'd like to go back to next is Spain. I've been to Barcelona a couple times. I love it there, and I haven't been anywhere else in Spain, so I feel like wow. I want to go back. Nice. Yeah. All right. You have two tattoos. What do they mean? All right, so I'll explain both of them. two tattoos that I know of. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> I'll explain them both individually and also now that I have both, they kind of – mean something collectively. So the first one is a swallow on my left foot, mm-hmm. which for me, it's just a reminder. I wanted it because it typically represents loyalty and family. Swallows nest and mate for life. Like they build this like one home, mm-hmm. but 
every year they also go back to like South America and like do this other thing. And then they return back to this home. And so for a long time, it meant, oh, like I can have one life and also like the stability of home. Mm -hmm. But by the time I got it done, it actually for me represents more the like return to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think as a therapist, like we put ourselves out in the world in other people and we do all this stuff to kind of take care of other people and that it's important to remember to like come back to yourself. Nice. And then the other one is a much larger anatomical heart than I wanted. Shout out to Ryan Henry. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, let's do your whole calf. No, smaller. So we, we, we found a happy medium, but it's an anatomical heart that is breaking open and there's light and then corn flowers that come out of it. And so it kind of represents the idea that Sometimes, you know, you need a little heartbreak for your heart to expand and for you to let out all the like light and flowers and like love and grace so that's in there. So therapist and super sappy, which is like secret for everyone who's listening. I guess less of a secret now is like truly like my like <laughs> inner core is super, super sappy and sentimental, which is not at all. The public Your persona. persona. <laughs> no, that's not at all how I like to be seen out in the world. Um, and then together, which I didn't think about, they're on the swallows on my left foot. The heart is on my right ankle, lower calf. And so now together, they sort of represent being grounded in, oh, the swallow also says grace. It says I'm grace underneath it. So it's like being grounded in grace and love. Oh. See? Super sappy. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Uh, hardest part about being a mom not trying to fix everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of moms would agree with you yes. about that. Yes. Particularly. Particularly. <laughs> and then being a therapist mom, like really double yes. down on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what are some of your favorite types of clients or casework, like cases to work on as a therapist? Anybody who thinks that they are not deserving or capable of finding love. Mm. Because once we move past, there's nothing better than watching somebody who is like, I'll never find anybody or nobody will ever love me the way I kind of long to be or I'm not deserving to move to a place where they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I deserve this. I deserve this. I'm a person. I'm a person who deserves this. Because also inevitably, like they pretty quickly go from that to like having that those kinds of people in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's probably my favorite in the broadest sense. Mm -hmm. And then... I do like doing work with adult families. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Like grown up kids and parents and siblings. And I enjoy that. That's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. It's super fun work. (laughs) Um, All right. What are you binging on TV right now? What am I binging on TV? Atypical. Oh, okay. Which I think I've read about recently in a newsletter. reviews, but you like it. I really like it. I think as a family therapist, you're going to like it. Okay. The people I've heard that don't like it seem to have questions about the way it portrays, I guess autism and like the spectrum and things like that. But I think the family dynamics mm-hmm. are everything every family therapist dreams of being able to see and work with. Like there's so much nuance to the story that I think it's really interesting. And then it's funny. And then I am probably in a constant state of binge watching one of several cartoons, be it Rick and Morty, yeah. Bob's Burger. Sometimes I get on an American dad kick. It's not my favorite, but like, I like cartoons before I go to sleep. Nice. Interesting. Did not know that. This is what I do. All right. What's the most nervous you've ever been professionally? Oh, that's a good question. All right. So taking grad school out of it and like all my clinical internship, because it's just sort of a constant state of panic. 
most nervous I've ever been professionally? Hmm. Probably. So two things from a clinical standpoint, I had a client who was pretty volatile and seemed had the potential to be violent. Mm -hmm. And we were doing couples work and it really escalated Mm -hmm. and having to essentially say that they could not leave alone. I couldn't send them both together. together. Yeah. And like holding that boundary and like basically saying I would call the police and kind of just being the person who was like, yeah, no. Yeah. You have to be the heavy. Yeah. I have to be the heavy. And it doesn't matter that you're six, five and like two fifty. you got to go. She's not leaving with you. Or I'm just going to call the police because it's like not a safe it's thing. It's not safe. Yeah. So that was kind of difficult. And then generally professionally, the thing that comes to mind most is probably teaching my class, <laughs> which I, I know we've had this conversation. It seems super ridiculous, but you've yeah. been a therapist forever. You've worked with so many different people. You've been on TV multiple times and it's teaching the class. Yes. That's yes. showing up. And having (laughs) written a curriculum and assigning writing and assignments and looking at a room full of future therapists and being like... Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, young therapist minds. Yes. And thinking, they do they think that I know what I'm doing? (laughs) They do. My ruining this? (laughs) Any moment they're going to send someone in here to take me out. (laughs) But so far, we're like two-thirds of the way in the semester and it seems like everyone likes me. So far, no one's died. No one's died. (laughs) And apparently they're learning things. Yeah. Shockingly. It's so weird that they would be learning so things crazy. Bizarre. <laughs> um, all right. What do you do to relax? Eat, drink, scroll through Pinterest and Instagram, text my friends because I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. So I don't call people, but I text them and then I meet them. therapist likes talking on the phone. I feel like this is a therapist thing. We just it are is. not phone people. No, I don't. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Either like I want to see you in person or I want to see you like... Yeah. Or I don't want to see you, really. I want to see you in person or... Right. Or like nothing. Yeah. Or texting. Texting. Or texting. Texting is great. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening and we're friends and I have called you at some point in the last like three months, Mm -hmm. just know that you are a super special person in my life because I hate talking on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, All right. A book that positively shaped you. Oh. Hmm. Do I have to give reasons why or can I just list these books? Uh, It's up to you. Okay, I'm just going to list the books because I don't know. I will be here for like eight hours if I have to explain why they, I feel like they've positively shaped me in no particular order. Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> that was I just less feel like I just yep. wasn't ready for <laughs> this. This is why I'm not explaining. <laughs> so, Slaughterhouse Five, Year of Magical Thinking, mm. The Temple of My Familiar, Alice Walker, Her Eyes Were Watching God from Nor- Zora Neale Hurston. The Gift of Therapy, which I'm rereading right now with my class from, what's his face? Irvin Yalom. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and The Eight Habits of Love by Ed Bacon. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Which is, yeah, sort of, an, but I can see it on my bookshelf and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was, that was actually a super helpful book. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. On a scale of one to 10, how hot is Michael B. Jordan? I'm sorry. <laughs> you were going to ask me serious questions. <laughs> so clearly on a bad day, a 10. <laughs> on, a on a good day, day, a 12. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, 
are we not are we looking at the same person like, <laughs> you may have converted me well really honestly it was his creed. training for for creed yeah it's converted me I yeah think. i just, just am like wow yeah yeah is, i get this it all I of get it all of this yeah this all makes sense now mm-hmm. he passed the you know he was too skinny for me before yeah oh wait i'm gonna skip that one and come back to it uh favorite dc restaurant Oh, in the area. It doesn't have to actually be in, in the DC. city. Proper. Okay. Favorite, favorite restaurant. I don't. Okay. I think this is my new favorite. I don't feel like I've eaten enough meals there to a hundred percent say this, but I'm going to say Kith and Kin. I just ate there on Sunday and every single thing I put in my mouth was delicious. Okay. Favorite New York restaurant. Oh, I haven't been to New York in so long. Favorite New York restaurant? Mm, that's a really hard question now. Mm, basically, any place where I can get a slice of pizza. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I realize in a city full <laughs> so of. So, New York, then. Yes. All of New York. All, every, every single borough, little every yes. street, every random every shop that is handing out slices of pizza because, all yes, of them. all of them. <laughs> Every last one. I've had amazing meals and there are lots of restaurants I love. But if, yeah, if we went to New York right now and I can only eat one thing, I would eat a slice of pizza. Okay. <laughs> sure. I know. I know. Fine. <laughs> Judge uh, me how you want. <laughs> <laughs> What's a movie that made you cry from laughter? Oh, a movie that made me cry from laughter. <laughs> There's something about Mary. (laughs) (laughs) That is what comes to mind. Yes. What's a movie that made you cry from sadness? Equally cheesy. Probably the last movie that I actually cried from sadness was, oh, I was going to say The Best Man Holiday, but no, Marley and Me. Sobbed. (laughs) I sobbed over this dog. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Full on sobbing. Yeah. No, the whole family went to see it and I'm pretty sure all four of us were crying. It was great. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're winding down. We only have three questions left. If you could make a documentary, what would it be about? <sighs> Why are these questions so hard? If I could make a documentary, <laughs> it would be about it would be about people I know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Favorite cocktail? What? <laughs> so the, my standard answer is a mojito. However, I've recently discovered the joys of mezcal mm. and, and my friend Natalie made me the best Manhattan I've ever had. Oh. And I don't even like, I don't really like them, but it was delicious. Oh. So shout out to Natalie for making me a Manhattan on a Wednesday night. Nice job. <laughs> All right. What would you like to be remembered for? Making people feel hopeful and good about who they are. Nice. That's it. That's me. Here we go. <laughs> random assortment of questions. <laughs> random assortment of questions. Some random answers. Probably a lot of random answers, which is just a window into my soul that you guys didn't know. I'm very I, random. <laughs> I didn't think I was too hard on you. You weren't too hard on me. I Plus, I get to ask you questions next week. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's me. Obviously, you definitely need to turn, tune into the next episode because it will be all about Erica, who's way more fascinating than I am. So if this was interesting. <laughs> hold on to your seats. Because she's... Uh, I dispute that. A mystery but... wrapped in an enigma. You're going to be excited about this. There's nothing mysterious about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask questions. You're going to be mysterious. Don't you worry. <laughs> 
So hopefully this was fun. You got a little peek at me next time. We'll get to know Erica a little bit better and then we'll jump back into all the things we talk about on with that being said. Yep. Super excited. (laughs) So what'd you think of today's episode? If you're listening in the anchor.fm app, hit the button up at the top and leave us a message. You can also send us messages on Instagram or Twitter at EstherBMFT and at Ian Flats. You can send us your therapist problems, suggestions for read, listen, watch, or ideas for upcoming episodes. And with that being said, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor.fm. Catch you in the next episode.